Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Daddy vs. Doctor. Here are your hosts, pediatrician Dr. Scott Cohen and comedian Sebastian Maniscalco. All right. Welcome to Daddy vs. Doctor. Uh, today... Uh, we're going to jump into the mailbag like it. right off the bat here. And you had a question that you wanted me to ask you, and you wanted also my opinion on it? No, I was just reading through our mailbag, and I just thought this was an interesting okay. question. I, I wanted to hear your response. Okay. We're going to jump right into the bag. Because uh, this just actually just happened to me. That's um, what I figured. <laughs> my wife and I have a healthy and active sex life, but we are worried about our kids finding out. We try to be discreet, lock our door, but sometimes they hear noises or walk in on us. How can we explain to them that what we are doing and why it's normal and natural? I didn't know you sent in your own questions to the mailbag. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's great. Did kids totally ice your sex life like it has mine? Help a brother out. Joey P. from New Jersey. Sounds like he's uh, <laughs> fucking in front of his kids. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, I'll be quite honest. Have Lana and I, have has our sex life decreased since we have kids? Absolutely. Just because of, I mean, to be honest with you, if we were going to get personal P.O.P. Uh, I mean, we used to just like, Two in the afternoon, you know, oh, just yeah, good for you. Spontaneous because, uh-huh. you know, we don't have like normal jobs. I'd be at home and like, let's do it. Uh, but now it seems to be somewhat of like a, a orchestrated, maybe planned out right. maybe. Although we did a little spontaneity. This was about two weeks ago. And uh, on the tour to Oliver, off the tour to Oliver. Oh, it was, it was, it, it, for those out. <laughs> The, those people that have sciatica out there try having sex on sciatica see it limits your ability to, to do anything really I ain't doing much so it was shit this was maybe four in the afternoon we closed the doors didn't lock them and Caruso walked in but he didn't know what was going on yeah, because we were just in, in the bed with the covers. And, of course, Lana don't know the shit, you know. <laughs> and I'll go, he's in the room. He's in the room. So, you know, we kind of just. Yeah. <laughs> and he came up on the bed. And it's just awkward. You know. <laughs> kid is. And, and, and I'm like, oh, what's up, buddy? You know. <laughs> Both naked. Can't do nothing. Um, and he didn't notice, but, and then he left the room and we, and we, we picked it back up again, which is shocking. That normally would halt any boner. Uh, but I don't, is it normal to go daddy and mommy? I mean, like, have you ever been caught? Have we ever been caught? 
I don't know that we've actually, there's been, I feel like there's been close calls, like things finished. And then all of a sudden we thought everybody was asleep and in walks, you know, one of the girls and we're like, whew, that was, that was close. Were they sitting outside the door? Like, but, um, (laughs) I mean, I, you know, since we've only had sex to conceive the two children, (laughs) no, I'm kidding. (laughs) You know, it's interesting when, when our oldest found out, I think I told you this, it was a very interesting reaction and we thought we're open about everything. When, when she finally found out or outwardly, like it was mommy and daddy do have sex and it was told to her by her younger sister, like, obviously this is, this is where it happened. She got really upset. Like her response was that, wait, she couldn't fathom that. It was like finding out that, you know, the, the Easter bunny isn't real. It yeah. was re- it was a really interesting response. She wouldn't talk to us. She wouldn't look me in the face for a couple of days. <laughs> and I was like, Aubrey, you did you had to have known that this wasn't just to have you. This is what happens when people love each other and all these things. And then, it, but it took a little digesting. It was interesting. I wasn't well, yeah. expecting that response. It is a shock. I think when kids find out, I, I knew I, I knew something was going on in my house growing up. When and, and I don't know what my mom was thinking, but. They'd be upstairs, and I'd be like, it's kind of strange. Uh, and this would be during the day. Wow, every you and yeah, day sex in your family. It must be a genetic thing. It's in our DNA. Oh, wow. <laughs> but my mind used to come down, and it looked like somebody just slapped the shit out of her. Like, th- there was... <laughs> There was no like putting like putting herself back together. She just comes out. All right, I gotta make you guys dinner. I'm like, Matt, you want to like put your hair together? <laughs> you know, like it was just all right. Um... <laughs> but yeah, that uh, that was weird when you're like, it does feel like more of an orchestra. That you have to think. What do you do on vacation? Is there sex on vacation? Not really. No, I mean it's it's a proximity of the kids. It's you know, it's not it's not possible. No, exactly, it's, it's not possible. Plus, you know, it's it, you want to be a little bit more free. You don't want to like. I remember. Uh, I don't know if I should tell you this. <laughs> As if I was you know, there. When you're trying to have secrets. I call it secret sex. Yeah, where it's like, just let me, you know get a few in you know <laughs> but you can't really like, really get into it it's like it's difficult to do on vacations it's like six sex six when, sex? when somebody's sick but you still want to have sex so you you you, you spoon so they're breathing the opposite direction oh jeez i'm sorry I, I, i've never looked at my wife with a runny nose going i gotta get into that <laughs> six sex it's not, that should be called sick sex because the person's ill. It should be called you're, you're sick in the head because you want to have sex with somebody with a 104 degree temperature. Jesus. Would you have one over there? Let's see. I got one. All right. What do you do for this? My 10-year-old daughter is very smart and curious, but she also asks a lot of questions that I don't know how to answer. For example, she recently asked me why the sky is blue and what happens after we die. How can I handle these difficult topics without confusing or upsetting her? How do you deal with your kids' questions that make you uncomfortable? Do you have any tips on how to explain complex or sensitive concepts to children? Megan in Ohio. That's a good question. Okay, so, like, you know, 
a lot of these questions I don't know the answers to. No, I don't know that there's one right answer for a question like this. What do you do? But you know everything. Well, you know, sky blue and surfing asked, how do we see? <laughs> and I said, you open your eyes and it shit just comes in. <laughs> you know? So you don't but, lie. You just do what you think. I don't the have the correct. So could you tell us how? I know it's a hard concept. You, how you, I wouldn't, how, it would be a very difficult concept to put in kids' terms. Well, here, just in, in general. And I don't know that this is right. I yes. just remember hearing this or reading it. When an image comes in, like your image, right. when it comes into your eyeball, yes, isn't it backwards? Yeah, well, upside down, and then, and then your brain flips it. So I'm seeing like you. I'm seeing you upside down. But when the image comes in, my brain. Yeah, I mean, the image just comes into your eyes. It goes through a nerve to the back of the brain, and then the image, and then it, it tells your brain what you're seeing, and that's how you see. But you're right. It's a div. I mean, it's so abstract a concept for somebody to understand without knowing the specific. I don't even know what right, just said. Right, with, without understanding the specific pathway. So, but no, that's it. When you when you talk to kids about it, do you try to get into like the exact science of it, or you just give an answer? No, anything I am telling my kids is all general. Right. Another question she asked is, how does a bird uh, stand mm -hmm. basically on a telephone wire? Like, how how does that happen? How do they balance? Oh. And I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, when I balance on a balance beam, I use my hands mm -hmm. to help. Oh, that's good. They right. don't have hands or they're not putting their wings out. They're right. just, so I said, they got strong feet, right? No. Right. Well, actually, that's probably part of it, right? They're clutching with their feet like fingers. Do you know how, uh, how a bird? A, do, I, do you know? My guess is that they're grasping yeah. with their feet. Yeah. Strong feet. I, I think I think that's a good idea. So I think giving your opinion without like, obviously, you're, the point is you're not lying. You're giving what your thoughts are. I think it's a great way to bounce it back to the child. What do you think? Because it gets them thinking about different ideas, whether they're right or wrong. And now we have such, you know, access to, to, to technology and information. It's also good. You know what? Let's look it up together. Let's read about it, which we never had when we were kids. I think people just lied to us and just, just told us what it is. Well, when we were growing up, if somebody asked a question, yeah. someone in the family, say if I asked a question to my mother, my mother yeah. didn't know. And she would go, you know who's, no, you know who's, yeah. Uncle Frank knows yeah. that. Yeah, that's my father-in-law. Yeah. They call him Ask Pap Pap. We got him a shirt one Christmas that says askpappap.com. Because if you literally ask him anything, oh, anything, yeah. Pap Pap? Pap Pap. It was, it's like grandpa, but it's Pap Pap is what they call him. I don't know. I, one of my kids probably came up with it. Pat, pat. Know, how do we go from grandpa to Pat Pat? So let's. Uh, all right, let's. Good. That's it. No, no. So, but he actually honestly knows the. If you ask him, like, why are the lights? Why is the light come out white? He'll tell you about the incandescent light bulb and exactly how the chemical reaction. So he truly knows everything about everything. It's like asking Google. Mm -hmm. But you're right. Everybody had a family member. You know the you're a comedian. You know every joke, right? You know the joke about the dad is working on the old t TV 
and the the sun comes up to and and he points to the to the top and he says uh sticks and the dad goes no it's an antenna and the kid goes sticks and he's like no it's antenna and he says what's an antenna dad and he goes well you know it's the light comes in that it's a stick sign you know so that i think that's what we do obviously i don't tell jokes as well oh, as that's you. like me <laughs> taking a three-year-old and diagnosing his symptoms and telling him he, he's got covid that just stay in your way wait can we, can we go Please. back to the pap thing what names did you give grandparents and who named them because this is always very interesting. Everybody's got, you know, a Mima, grandpa. It used to be grandma and grandpa, but now nobody's grandma and grandpa. They all have different names. So we have a Papap and an Emmy on one side. And my parents are Paga. <laughs> because my my oldest was the first grandchild and she never said grandpa. She called him Paga. So then every other grandchild had to adopt that name and call him Paga. So I think it's the first grandchild that gets to name everybody, basically. So growing what up, you got? Yeah. there's just grandma and grandpa. Yeah. Their, their names. On and both it, sides? Yeah. Oh, so yeah, grandma, grandpa, nanny, and papa. Okay. All right. I did a joke about this years ago about oh his name is this could be for not even grandparents it's it'd be like oh my sister used my name was uh, paulo but my 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 sister was so young she called me papa and now my name is pa no if the kid <laughs> is calling the person the wrong name we correct them and go no 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 it's not Paga, right? It's Grandpa, right? Right? Okay, <laughs> that's funny. Yes. So, uh, and the joke went, "Mima and Peepaw," right? That's a yeah. That's Grandma and Grandpa, and I and I go, "That's it's a disgrace." You know, the guy fought in World War Two, and now his name is now his name is right. Peepaw, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a Kelly Clarkson song. It's like a, a country song. Yeah. Uh, so we had no no names, no different names. You know, you know, I, and you must be seeing this in the office, which I've never understood this either. the The parents named their child Mike. Uh, let's say Mike Brian Smith. Yeah. But they call him Brian. They call him the middle name. Do, 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 you, yeah. do you see this a lot? Yeah. Why don't you just name them the middle name? Yeah. What, what, what's right. what's what's going on? Yeah. What, why are they, oh, we named him. Or they just come up with a totally different name. Yeah. I literally, this happened the other day. And I, God, I can't remember that. But I walked in on the chart. It says Andrew. I said, hey, Andy. And the mom goes, it's Andrew. Okay. I, I didn't do it to be a fan. I thought we were, so you just gotta, you gotta do it. But I've also had the opposite where I've like said the name on there. Like, no, no, we don't call him that. We call him. Okay, See, that's why I couldn't be a doctor because if I'm like, Hey, what's going Andy? And she says, Andrew, I go, Hey lady, <laughs> right out the door. Okay? <laughs> this is my office. <laughs> you, I'm, you know what? One of my pet peeves is, and now everybody's going to know. And I don't know if this is, this is happening everywhere. And I feel like it must be generational. I was talking to some people about this. 
So I have a lot of staff members who call me Cohen, not Dr. Cohen, not Scott. They just yell Cohen, like across the room, Cohen. I don't care about the doctor title, but in an office setting, it doesn't sound right when somebody across the room in front of other people yells, Cohen. You know, it's like what you would do out on a football field or something like that. You can call me Dr. Cohen, call me Dr. Scott, or call me nothing. Doesn't it, it, it sounds harsh, right? Or is it just me? Well, this is the problem this 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 brings. Uh, if I'm in uh, with you, yeah, and I got my two kids, yeah, and someone from your office comes in and goes, Cohen, you got a line to uh, when, when yeah, I go, oh, you know. okay. Patients have it's happened, I go, and I've looked at the patients this, looked is at this me. This guy even a doctor? Yeah, patients have looked at me with a weird look, saying, "Why are they doing?" It? Yeah, but it's not malicious because it's happened with many people over and over again, even after I've I've made a comment about it. Yeah, well, and I just wonder if it's it's something that do we are we calling people by their last names now, just randomly? No, I would say to that person who's calling you that. Eleven years, <laughs> a school. You use doctor. Doctor. Now here's something that this is showing my ignorance. You are a doctor. What's the next step? PhD? No, totally different path. You can be a doc. I'm a doctor. DR is a doctor of medicine. Okay. A PhD is a doctor of whatever they study. So you could be a doctor of philosophy, a doctor of mathematics. So it's just, I'm a doctor who went to med school. There are PhDs and other type of doctors that went a different pathway. Is there, can you be a PhD of... The pediatrics? No. No. If you went to medical school, you're a medical doctor. That's a different degree than a PhD is a totally different pathway. What is in there something uh, other? So my, my father is a doctor. He's not a medical doctor. He's a doctor of education. So he got his PhD yeah. studying education. Is there another level? I mean, doctorates what? typically the highest. There's masters, there's doctorates, and then there's other pathways of other things but doctorates usually the highest all right what are you a doctorate of nothing comedy studies not even that (laughs) okay would you ever teach comedy you can't teach it no it's either you got it or you know this is nothing this come on it's like michael jordan had the god-given talent but worked his ass off to let that talent show right comedy it's like you either have a funny but it's like you yeah no teach <laughs> would you give back to your community <laughs> with some knock knock jokes here we go what you got aloha buddy okay buddies mm-hmm. my gifted five-year-old son argues with me constantly curses frequently and gets into physical fights with anyone in his path now just hearing that alone yeah What do you, I would say, does he have parents? <laughs> uh, is this normal boy behavior or signs of something more concerning? Gentle parenting hasn't worked. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's the problem. Right? I need your help, Scott and Sebastian. Tessa in Tennessee. 
Why is she saying aloha? I have no idea. All right. Hmm. So. <sighs> yeah, this is not a medical this issue. is this is not we it's ran in this with, with with Caruso not not so much the fighting and the cursing right. but you know boy very active you know didn't want to get dressed didn't want to do this gonna do that and I gotta tell you when we went to Utah and our kids were playing with a lot of different kids yeah because as parents, you don't even know, like, are we doing any, are we doing this right? Right, until you see the other ones. And then I start seeing the other ones, and I was <laughs> and like. You're like, we're, we're like, winning. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> we are so far ahead of what el- what else is going on out there. And, I, and, I, and I'm like, <sighs> the behavior could be corrected, but what most parents don't understand, and I believe this wholeheartedly, is this. This is a 24-7 job. Mm-hmm. You can't take a day off. Mm-hmm. you got to constantly be on the kids. Constantly. Right. I mean, last night we had uh, the cousins over, and, and we were exchanging gifts. So Cruz opened the gift, and I said, go around and hug everybody. That get, you know, hug my entire sister's family. Say, thank you for the gift. Thank you for the gift. He opened Grandma's gift. You think you would go, okay, let me go hug Grandma now. Right. right? And that don't that, No, you got to burn it into his skull yes. right uh-huh. and if you miss that opportunity that's just more work that you got to do in the future and it almost it's like it's almost exponential it compounds itself and but before you know it you got the a, a gifted five-year-old what do you mean gifted mm-hmm. gifted he's, he's 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 cursing he's beating the shit out of people and uh you're right it, well, it, what's gifted about that it's it starts at home it starts, starts at, at home, home. it starts, starts at home, home. Somebody uh, somebody recently said to me, uh, we use gratitude loudly in our house. And it's exactly what you said. If somebody gives you something, you say thank you. You say please. Because if you don't do it in your house, when you leave your house, you're never going to do it. It's yeah. that routine and repetition. If somebody's cursing flippantly at home and you don't correct it, then they're going to do it in front of their teachers. They're going to do it in front of their grandparents. It has to start like you said, yeah. with that behavior at home. Yeah, so Tessa, listen, uh, you know, all this is in good fun, but, you know, tighten the reins at home. You know, the cursing is has got to stop. We, we have a thing over here, what we're doing, because Daddy tends to curse a lot. You got a jar? You got a jar. Uh-huh. I'm up to $61, wow. 61 times, you I You do swear. a dollar, a dollar each one? That's dollar, a lot, not yeah. a quarter. $61. Do you, uh, you mentioned other kids. So when you go on play dates, vacation, when you get back in the car, do you talk about, uh, you see Johnny, you see their family? Yeah, but my wife's never on board. Like, I'm always going, she, she, She's uh, always defending that family? She's like, well, you know, you know, like, you know, never like, yeah, did you see that? Nothing. It's it's like. <sighs> no, that's the best conversations. <laughs> it makes you feel so good. <laughs> no, I'll give you an example. That's hard. I'll give you an example. <laughs> and this, we might have to cut this. Okay. But this is probably going to go viral. <laughs> we went tubing uh-huh. there's a child hill one to five okay. there is a adult hill six and up okay. we went on the child hill with Caruso okay. but Lana goes let's go on the adult hill with Caruso I go it's six and up she's like who cares mm-hmm. These people here that work here don't give a shit now would you do that like break kind of the rule of like going on the adult hill opposed to staying on the kitty hill what, what what's your take on 
Aaron wouldn't. <laughs> so therefore, we wouldn't. I I, I think you know it Aaron just, wouldn't go and take your kids. She on... would not disobey rules. She said, "This is okay. one to five. This is what it's supposed to okay. be. We do not move to the a different one." Okay. Well, I'm Aaron. Yeah. I stick to yeah. what's posted. Yeah. But Lana's like, let's go. And I'm glad Lana did that because we had a ball on the adult hill, right? Yeah. Now, we were with two other kids, mm -hmm. and the person that was with the other kids was their uncle. Okay. He don't have kids. Mm -hmm. These kids are acting up. Is it okay? And have you ever done this? Mm -hmm. Have you ever reprimanded other people's kids for the behavior? Or do you just sit there and go, eh. if if they if their parents are there, no. If I'm in charge of them for the day? You're not in charge. No. It's just No, I, I find myself biting my lip. If especially if their parents are there, even if I'd want to. Unless it affects my own children. So if they're doing something that some behavior that is negative, then you intervene. No, we don't talk like that to each other. We don't. So if I can do it in a way that encompasses everybody, but I, I, I don't know that I've singled out that child if I'm not in charge with them. It's a hard, yeah. hard place to be in. I was in that place and it was extremely hard for me to keep my mouth shut because it wasn't really my place to say anything. But I've been in scenarios, whether it be at a park uh, kids acting up on a swing. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get on the swing with Serafina, or this kid is. You know, there's always a kid that's being rambunctious right. and out of line, and I'm always the person that wants to dive in on that situation. That's it. You ever turn it around? You ever say to Serafina, "See how that that child's acting? We don't act like that." Get in the it's, car. It's and a good lesson. I said, "You see how they acted?" Right. Yeah. We don't do that in our family. Right. Because you look like a fucking idiot. And then she's like, a dollar. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you be a millionaire. <laughs> My 38-year-old gumball machine okay. produced a neurotic baby girl with persistent venacava. Vanakava, white lung. Wow. Late diagnosed hip di diaplasmia. Dysplasia. Dysplasia. Wow. Uh -huh. Hip dysplasia. Dia diaplasia. So you know hip dys. <laughs> so you know hip dysplasia is. So your hips aren't strong in the socket; they're loose. Okay. So if you're if you're a breech baby, used to be specifically breech females are the two risk factors then you do a hip ultrasound when the baby's six weeks old to make sure the hips are strong. And when you see us examine babies, we're always pushing on the hips and rotating them. We're actually trying to dislocate the hips to see if they're loose. And then you would, if if they are, you, you put them in a harness to- Have you ever dislocated them. a kid's hip and testing the weather? Yeah, you'll feel it. You'll feel it click. It doesn't stay out, but you'll feel like a click or a clunk. Okay. And then you do an ultrasound to confirm, and then they see an orthopedist, and they go in what's called a pavlic harness. So as the hips develop, they develop into the socket appropriately, and then they're fine down the road. Okay. They can still play soccer and whatever else.
uh, what does that have to multiple, do with a machine? Multiple food allergies uh-huh. who compulsively scratches herself. Uh-huh. She's having closed hip reduction surgery, mm-hmm. but na- may need more later. With my advanced age and her existing health conditions, should I risk another baby who could end up helping her when I'm gone? Or am I just compounding the issue with my bad genetics? Now, hold on. That's a lot. She's up in age. Uh Uh-huh. Wants to have another baby as a... As a caregiver to the kid who's got these problems? Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it comes down to if she feels comfortable and capable of taking care of another child. I don't think of hip dysplasia as a significant genetic risk and and allergies are genetic, but not the end all be all. There's not a physical gumball machine. She says, my 38-year-old quote unquote gumball machine. Oh, she was talking about herself? Yeah. Oh. Produced a neurotic baby girl. Oh. I thought that the oh, baby was, was eating trying. gumballs. That's what I thought. And they were neurotic about like getting gumballs out of the machine. There's a lot of levels here. I think um oh, wow. Yeah. I think it's really does does she feel capable? I think maybe that that's the question. Right? Well, you you run into this where Someone has a baby, a lot of problems, maybe mm-hmm. with genetics, and they're like, oh, should we have another baby, or is that baby going to have right. the same but there, problem? There's genetic counseling. There's tests you can do in utero for things that have a large genetic concordance. The things that she's mentioning tend not to be the things that I would think of as significant genetic risk. Got it. I, I see this more as a uh, psychological question you know does she feel overwhelmed does she feel capable of taking care of another child with anything if anything you know it doesn't have to be a medical thing lots of things can come up with it you have two kids lots of things come up are we capable of doing that i think that's really the question the gumball machine threw me i was trying to put that that, that's impressive i am glad you picked up on the metaphorical gumball machine that's impressive never never like heard anybody refer to themselves as a gumball machine Mm -hmm. but nope Throw me, uh, throw me that. What are, oh, what are you doing? So for those of you at home, when it's time to go, we get this little ducky. It's time for take a bath. And um, that's our, what do you think? Is the rubber duck in the in the bath? Is that even a yeah. thing anymore? Yeah, it's great. Yeah? Sure. Thanks. Okay. I'm going to end with this. Yeah. It's off the page. Uh Uh-oh. Nah. (laughs) My daughter's going through puberty, and she's Uh becoming more conscious of her body Mm -hmm. and appearance. She wants to start using makeup, deodorant, perfume, but I think she's too young for it. How can I help her develop good hygiene habits and self-esteem without exposing her to the harmful chemicals and social pressures? Appreciate your advice. So... Your daughters mm-hmm. are, are the, that age, and when is it appropriate? Are they using makeup, hairspray, whatever the hell it is? Are they are they doing all this stuff? They are, and I I think it does start earlier because they see their peers, you know, doing it, and they want to fit in. But I think it's okay. 
Um, I, I think the bigger you make it a deal, the more people want to do things. So, you know, within moderation and there are rules at school about dress codes and what you can wear. So that, you know, helps a little bit, but I don't have a problem with like the toxins in deodorant and, and perfumes and cosmetics. Um, I don't want them, you know, buying the, I think the hardest thing, honestly, is everything they see on like Instagram by somebody is a product they want. And you just have no idea what those products are. So that's what, that's the things that concern me. But in general, I don't have a problem with it. I do it. You do with all of it. I have a problem with it. Okay. I have a problem with the early, like, again, and this goes with other parents. That's why we feel the social pressures mm-hmm. because other parents are giving into their kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, someone gets an iPhone at eight years old. Now everybody says. Right. And oh. that I don't agree with. But Well, um, Julie's wearing, you know, a thong. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. Why can't I wear thongs? You know, like if if that parent would would say, "Hey, no, sorry, you're not wearing a thong right. at at ten or eleven, right. whatever it is," then we wouldn't have as parents such a hard time. I feel growing up, everybody was on the same page. So what, but what's your cutoff? I agree. You know, oh, fourth grade, I want to wear makeup and eyeliner, mm, but I got an eighth eighth grader and a tenth grader, so that seems more normalized. Not, I guess I'm, I'm not saying. I'm talking younger than that. I'm talking, I'll give you an example. Serafina's in a dance class. Sure. She wears like a tight, you know, dance leggings. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. But then she has a tight, like, sports bra, but it shows her belly, right? I told Lana, I go, get, get, this, get this shit off. Six years old, she didn't wear no fucking half top. She's like, well, it's part of the outfit. You know, it's like, it's, it's you know, like if you go to gymnastic, you wear a leotard. Right. right? This is her uniform. This is her uniform. Right. I said, yeah, but I, I don't, I don't want this to be like, oh, this is an option to go out to lunch. Right. Uh, but there's a time and place. Yeah. But I made it known to Serafina. I go, I, this no, ain't no happening. Half tops, right? uh, no and then half I, tops of the Ivy. Yeah, and I, and then she goes, okay, daddy. Like I get, okay, daddy. Yeah, but then again, that's six years of foundation I laid. I got it. That's good to be able to say we ain't doing that. And I get okay, baby. I don't get my son swearing and and it beating the shit out of people. Parenting by Sebastian Maniscalco. All right, that's what you get. New York here. Times best-selling book coming out soon. <laughs> Uh, there you have it, Daddy the versus Doctor. We are here for you, for your family. We got the doctor spitting off major medical advice. You got myself sprinkling in a little humor. Hip displeasure. Here. Hip dis- displeasure. displeasure. Say it four times fast. <laughs> See you next week. Bye bye. The opinions expressed in this program are not intended as professional medical advice, as a diagnosis, as a treatment protocol, or as a substitute for professional medical advice from your physician. Please consider your own medical history and consult with your own physician for your specific health care and or medical needs and about your concerns for yourself and your family.